Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. The podcast for meditators who want to stay connected to meditation, not lose it to busyness and distraction, and find a constant stream of positive influence to stick with a mindful life. Okay, welcome everyone to another talk here at I Should Be Meditating. I've got a great question here. Um, probably one that everyone can identify with to one degree or another. So the questioner writes, The problem is my equanimity, just like every other uh, state of mind, disappears as soon as I'm done meditating. How does one focus on equanimity in their meditation practice if it is so hard to obtain and to keep? Knowing it's such a slippery state is discouraging. Hmm. So, a few things going on here. Uh, first is, we'll probably need to, to talk about what uh, equanimity is or might mean to the questioner. And then, uh, you know, this very easily recognizable uh, issue of it being there when we meditate and it not being there other times. So we might uh, substitute peace, we might substitute tranquility, joy, or any other kind of uh, mental state that we're hoping will stick around for a long time. We're hoping to cultivate anything at all like that that comes to us in meditation practice, in formal sitting practice. We might be wondering about, you know, what do you do to keep it? And if it takes all that work to, to make it, you know, and work to keep it, and it so easily falls away, it's just kind of discouraging. So one of the things uh, that we have to experience is actually this, this discouragement, this frustration. Uh, it's one thing to kind of say all states of mind are transient, they're all passing. And it's another to really intimately feel that, experience that over and over. And one of the things that meditation practice is about actually is doing things wrong, making mistakes, having the wrong attitude, and running up against the issues that that causes. And in that sense, we could also say that they're not really the wrong attitudes, they're not really the wrong actions. because they lead us towards, you know, really understanding what's going on here with this body and mind. And any state that we condition ourselves into will fade when those conditions that we put in are removed. Everything fades, everything is passing, everything is changing. So why even bother? Well, if it was just about 
creating states of mind, then it might not be worth the bother. But there's a, two things I want to bring up right now. And let's keep it simple. Maybe try to limit it to those two things. I'm going to do my best. And uh, those two things are, number one, that the presence of a transient state can be registered, known, and understood little by little, lot by lot. And this is of lasting value. I'll get to that in a moment. And the second one is that the time we spent, the time we spend in pleasant states is not wasted for several reasons. So let's go into those two. Number one, about registering what's happening. And number two, about spending time in these states and the benefits of that. So the first thing is coming to recognize equanimity. Let's go to this questioner's vocabulary. And what they probably mean is, you know, some kind of sense of being unshaken, unrattled by things. However we might label or define equanimity, that could vary, but uh, the opposite of equanimity is very easily characterized as, as being rattled, shaken up. And it's not, you know, equanimity is not the absence of passion necessarily, but it's, it is the absence of that feeling of being jarred, rattled, shaken up. Those kinds of negative, passionate experiences we, we don't have in whatever it is we're calling equanimity. And the equanimity that we can cultivate little by little in meditation, the transient aspect of it, it, you know, helps us to recognize the real thing, the real fact that there's an aspect to ourselves. And I keep using that word aspect in parentheses, in quotes. There's an aspect of ourselves that is just not shaken by anything. Even when we're shaken, it's not shaken by that. Recognizing this fundamental, perfect stillness in us. It takes a lot of things. It takes some honesty when we're having bad experiences. It takes some honesty to admit that we're all right, to be willing to look into that. And it takes some, some familiarity. Attention needs some familiarity with equanimity. 
that sense of not really being shaken, not still, I mean still. And when we can produce a temporary state of that, we're acclimating attention to that. We're developing a taste for that. Often the, the sense of equanimity, of being strong, unshaken, that we can cultivate through meditation is not the most subtle kind of experience possible. It contains easily recognizable vibrations and feelings. So attention can hang out there first. And then it can recognize even more subtle, subtle feelings of equanimity, states of equanimity. So although the states pass, we're learning, we're growing in wisdom. We're starting to become acclimated to the sense of not being shaken. So that at one time, even just hearing these words, there's something about you that's perfect, unshaken, unrattled by anything, even when you're rattled, even when you're shaken, that aspect of you is just fine. Hearing those words, they may make no sense whatsoever, and one might have no idea, what is this referring to, where to look? if you cultivate equanimity, begin to develop a taste for that, meditative states of being unshaken, then the attention may start to kind of subtly pick up on, start to sense the fact that you aren't shaken. You are fine. You are quite okay with everything that's going on. This can be increasingly felt, increasingly known, increasingly recognized. And there can be a movement from like totally not knowing what could this be talk, what could I be talking about, what could I be referring to, to starting to catch the drift. and recognizing that we can skillfully work with our states of mind and come into equanimous states, strong states, unshaken. We develop a taste, an inclination. It becomes increasingly easier to understand, to recognize our true freedom.
thing is, the more time we spend in these temporary states, the better it is for our body, mind, for our life. Even though they're temporary, they've still become an interruption in the cycle of negativity, the cycle of stress, the cycle of whatever is going on. Any kind of interruption, break is good. We don't take vacations with the idea that they're going to be permanent, although we wish they were. The fact that vacations are not permanent doesn't stop us from taking vacations, taking breaks from working hard. They don't last. But that doesn't stop us because we know it's good. And sometimes we just have to tell ourselves it's good. I should go. I should not work today. And then after we do it, then we see, oh yeah, it is good. Wow. Everything seems different now. Now that I took a day off. Or whatever it is. So acclimating ourselves to these pleasant temporary states. And this is really the question that I feel uh, to respond to, which is, the temporariness of meditation effects. That's just looking kind of on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Yes, all states are temporary, but if we spend some time in these beneficial states, we'll start to create a, a bias for, towards them. They not only interrupt our other patterns, but we start to kind of yearn for them. And this is not a bad thing. So in a way, even this feeling like, oh, they're passing, it's not a bad thing because there's a kind of yearning there. And uh, that yearning will keep us coming back. It will keep us continuing to interrupt these cycles. And what's more, as we spend more and more time in these more pleasant, more peaceful states, we'll start to recognize agitation cycles starting up earlier. They'll start to feel yucky earlier. And then we might, you know, kind of get out of them. A lot of times we wake up out of our our cycles, our cycle of negativity, we wake up out of it when it's already gotten quite far along. And then we feel like crap. But at least we realized it. At least we're feeling what we're feeling and creating space, opportunities for change. But if we can recognize that sooner, You know, great, more space, more early, less time 
spent out spinning on the wheel of that cycle. Great. And just like a, a vacation kind of changes our perspective on things. Also as this shifting over, this starting to develop a, a preference for feeling well. Just as that kind of gets us out of going too far into other things. Pretty soon our life becomes a little bit more like a vacation. And the exception, the break, becomes more the rule. And that writes our perception of things in a certain way. Because when trouble is the exception, you know, we're seeing things clearly. Because that is how it is. You are fine. You are okay. There's just a, a kind of a venturing out from that of attention, belief, into trouble. It ventures out, explores all this trouble. But it's not its starting point. It's not really what you are. You're not a troubled person. Troubled person is something we get into we go into. Now it doesn't seem that way when we're really being tossed about for a long time. But that's the point. Create these breaks, create this space, and we'll start to recognize the truth. That that trouble is temporary. Is transient. And our Basic, simple, natural, okayness, quite fineness. That's always here. It's not transient. So I think as we talk further, as we explore meditation further, it seems to be coming up that it's very important to kind of get on board with recognizing this fundamental okayness, fundamental silence, peace, presence that we have already, that we are already. It's not important that one just believe this as an idea or have any kind of direct experience of it. But it is important that it's part of our frame. That as we practice meditation and passing through these transient states, that our sense of, you know, why we're doing this is in some way, great or small, oriented towards our freedom. And towards our truth. 
towards what is already always true about us, because that's something we can rely on. Transient states, we can't rely on them. So just keep this in the forefront of the mind, in the back of the mind, or just allow it to wash over you from time to time as we talk, as, uh, as these ideas come up. These expressions come out. Just recognize that, you know, that's a good thing to have in the mix of your meditation practice. This sense that it's not really about getting anywhere or attaining anything. And in the meantime, while there's still a, a lot of getting, attaining energy there, you know, go for it. Because these transient states of equanimity, you know, they're still great to have around for the reasons I mentioned. So, it's all good. Well, I look forward to talking with you some more. How great it would be to be able to have a little back and forth. And we are having that coming up very soon as I'm recording this, our first live meeting. September 10th, Wednesday, September 10th at 12 Pacific Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, which works okay pretty much around the world. Somebody's either getting up a little early or staying up a little late, but not too bad. So that's how we'll do our first meeting. And if you're listening to this later, just check in at IShouldBeMeditating.com. Get on the email list. And you'll see when is the very next live meeting a chance to call me on Skype. Uh, and uh, I have to admit, a great opportunity for me to hear you, which I'm really keen to do. So let's get together uh, at the next available time and uh, clear these things up. So have fun meditating. Go back and repeat some ones that you liked before. Or just keep listening for the next one. Keep pressing play. And please do come ask me a question. Looking forward to seeing you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. For more help with meditation, to connect with other meditators, and deepen your practice, go to I should be meditating.com.